that's energy. You got the energy. Hello. Yeah. See, we're following the music. I <coughs> got music. I got yeah. the power. I got secrets. Another way. <laughs> that drink affected you quickly. Yeah, I haven't eaten. No. Like, <laughs> got some popcorn. Anyway. Yeah, I, had, I had six biscuits. Seven biscuits. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse, episode 12. Boom. That's like... It's two more than three ten. Three months or something. Or more. No, that's more than three months. Six months. Fuck, we've been doing this six yeah, months. You must be getting close to six months. Fuck. Fuck. We aren't famous yet. This is a waste of our time. No, we had that brief period. This, this is the finale. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's say it's the finale. Everyone the tune end. in. I mean, if loads of people listen. Look, we'll, right, you oh. can lament us when we're gone. Anyway. Crit Apocalypse is a podcast in which we review various things and stuff. Mostly films, games, TV. Could be all sorts. I mean, yeah. I've reviewed Toilet Roll on here before. That was an epic adventure. That was. Into yeah. the bowels of Ant. Not literally. No. Because that's the problem with the toilet paper. It wasn't... We didn't have anyway. the budget for an amazing adventure. We mm. weren't, you know, in a spacing you. Oh, dear. No. We didn't put the capsule in you. Do you know what I'd want to see? You know the guy who directs the Tool music videos? Yes. Um, Adam Jones? No. He's the guy, the bassist from Tool. I know there was a guy who directed yeah. the Tool yeah, videos. Yeah, but you know, he's the guy, bassist from Tool. He directs the music yeah. videos. I, I, sometimes I direct those videos as well. What I do is I go onto a Windows Media Player and I select the visualizations option. Mm. And then that does the same as they did for most then of the Then you albums. half melt an action figure and wave him around in front of yeah. the screen. Yeah. yeah, and then but that essentially does the same I always thing. thought it'd be awesome if he made did a remake of Inner Space in his art style and have like. The interior of a human body being this weird civilization with weird creatures with pulsating faces and shit. Okay, like it, it would kind of be like Stargate, except more gooey. Yeah, and you wouldn't go to the desert; you would go to someone's larger intestine. Yeah, in like like Meet Dave, the Eddie Murphy film, but we dis- never met Dave. More disturbing. On a weird note, <laughs> I I don't feel like we ever got personal with Dave. We never really met who he was. No. And I watched that film because Elizabeth Banks is in it, and I'm a fucking idiot because I wasted an hour and a half of my life I'll never get back on sub-mediocre comedy by the man <laughs> who once made Raw, one of the best stand-ups of all time. He, what, why? Who, how much money does it take to make someone sell their soul? Because I'm willing to give that amount of money to Will Ferrell so he fucks off. I don't think he's even a man of money Sander. with Eddie Murphy. I just think, you Do you know. think he's trying? I, just think he's just, I don't think he's trying. Yeah. Both his music's the last really good. <laughs> Have you heard his music? No. He's listen- bringing out an album. It's fucking amazing. I listen to Jackie Chan's albums. You should listen to Jackie Chan's albums. Right. Anyway. So, like, I can't have any more celebrity bands. <sighs> like, I can't have... Because I've already got Johnny Depp's yeah. music. Or Dogstar. Big into Dogstar, yeah. Keanu Reeves. And uh, Steven Seagal. Yeah. Not only am I listening to Steven Seagal's music, though, I also do Steven Seagal's workout whilst drinking Steven Seagal's energy drink, hmm. which is made from green tea and ginseng. Yeah. Steven Seagal's albums, we stored them into HMV all the time. I chucked really? them on the playlist a couple of times. Like, so really? Listening to, yeah. yeah. What is his music like? I know, I know it's jazz. It's, it's blues. Jazz, no, it's blues. It's bluesy oh. music about, I'm like... I'm thinking of Bruce Willis, <laughs> whose music I yeah. also listen to. Now, Steven Seagal's music's very... It's actually quite decent. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie. Don't fucking lie. No. Don't, no. Don't be nice to Steven Seagal. Don't be nice to Lawman. He's not going to come over the, like, the border and get us. The border? The water and get us. No, it's a lot of um, bluesy songs about how, like, you know, he likes to drink and hang out in bars and women should be in the kitchen or some shit. If you could, if you could ask Steven Seagal one question, what question would you ask him? Just flat. If you had, like, five seconds of his time, you'd just, like, turn around to him and say, um, I would just say, why? And then see how he reacts. Just say, why? Just, like... Just, why? And see how he interprets that. And how he reacts to it, 
I would ask him if he'd let me punch him in the face because he's never been hit in any of his films. So I'd like, I'd be like, can I just punch you in the face? And he, he'd probably give me some psyche response like, let's see if you can. And I'd be like, all right. And then I'd feign a kick and punch him in the face. And be one like, thing oh, I love with Seagal is that he's I'm almost better than never... everyone in Marked for Death. <laughs> like... Steven Seagal almost never actually starts a fight in his film. Someone else <laughs> always does. Have you seen Exit Wounds? Yeah. Amazing! Yeah. <laughs> he does like a flip to avoid a pistol, but it's the weirdest, most awkward movement. And it's not just because Tom Arnold's walking towards him in the background, it's uh. the fact that his whole body talks at a rate. Just, there are planets that move easier than that. <laughs> so, anyway. Planetary bodies. Speaking mm. of planetary bodies. No. Um, should I do a review? Yeah, go for it. You're number one, so... Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to start... Sustain the energy. Keep the energy this going. This week, yeah. yeah keep going. Um, I'm very out of date with my stuff now. Everything's pretty much a year out of date, so my first That's why review, you should keep up with this podcast. Yeah. Is... <laughs> no, I'm more in date than what you want to review. Hey, now. <laughs> yeah. My first review this week will be the classic that is Pacific Rim, because, you know, I feel like it. Great um, film. Bit of a bit of a monster movie thing over the last year, thanks to... Godzilla, um, but I went to see Pacific Rim Cinema ages ago, but it was on TV this week, so I thought I'd record it and watch it. You know, it's still friggin' enjoyable. Of course it it's, is. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's like, I've always argued that there's um, a certain... Films can be dumb. If a film wants to be dumb, it can be dumb. Yeah. It's the right sort of dumb. When the stupidity of a film is like... It's not the way the story progresses. It's not the actions of the characters that are stupid. It's just that it doesn't really try to be clever yeah it just concentrates on giving you a simple premise and action and capitalizes on it it's the difference between gi joe rise of cobra and gi joe retaliation because rise of cobra is utter bollocks and terrible and insults your intelligence um with a freaking flashback at the start to explain how one of destro's um ancestors got a metal mask put on his face when yet later on freaking christopher Eccleston explains the exact same thing again thought the difference between uh, don't forgive me if I'm interrupting I thought the difference between G.I. Joe Co- Rise of Cobra and G.I. Joe Retaliation was the the fact that Iron Man doesn't make a cameo and also that uh, Channing Tatum dies and yeah. also that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's not in it also that it's fun also that Martin Wayans isn't in it for some Marlon Wayans Marlon Wayans isn't in it for some reason and also it doesn't suck my dick when I take it out of the packet and affectionately call me Bubby while spooning me trying to get my affection <laughs> Booby Booby <laughs> Hans Booby <Boobie. laughs> Hans Bubbler you know what I mean like Pacific Rim is literally like they went, this film is about monsters and robots fighting and there's some little subtext of, uh, there's little stuff in there, not subtext really, um, subplots of things in there like the Japanese uh, Mako. Charlie Day trying to work out why they're doing it. Yeah, all this sort of little stuff here and there, but that's all just there to hang the action on. Like, Charlie Day does the whole mind meld thing with the... um, Cthulhu. Yeah, Cthulhu Cthulhu brain. (laughs) So that they can have a sequence in Hong Kong because he's there and it's psychically pulling the monsters towards him. Oh, but they're him. already near Hong Kong. No, they he after he does it, that's when they break oh, through. Oh, that's the rift when they go because they pick up his signal because yeah. he's mind melded or whatever. And um, rest in peace, Spock. And oh. and they oh. go. That's why the monsters attack Hong Kong. And like the oh. level of Spock. <laughs> no. Forgot about that. Do you remember a few weeks ago I played Bilbo Baggins on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, one thing that's one thing I love, really love. This is a prime example of that whole fight sequence in the Hong Kong streets. The little moments where something huge happens wait, and wait, it affects wait. something tiny. Wait, we've we've done this wrong. You've got to tell what the film's about for anyone who hasn't seen it. I said giant monsters fighting giant robots. That's done. There's more to it than that. 
Yeah, and I said there were some subplots. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, people complained that there was no driving force for any of the characters. I saw people complain there was no romance subplot in it. Because there wasn't. Wait, I thought that... I've seen Fifty Shades of Grey, and I thought abuse was romance, because they fight. So that's kind of like fucking now, right? Yeah, he fights the Australian guy. Yeah, and it's the girl. So he, oh, yeah, he likes fight, yeah. fucking everyone. Yeah. Is he, does he fuck men and women? I think he fucks men and women. I can't remember. He probably does. I Alba fucks everyone. In the ears, and they let him do it because his voice is fucking beautiful. Yeah, he's lovely. a lovely man. He should do some ASMR videos on YouTube. He should come and whisper to me gently in my yeah. ears, <laughs> whilst I lie there. Oh dear, thinking of Hemdal. <laughs> Is his name in form? Heimdall. Heimdall, the gatekeeper of Asgard. Ah, there you go. There he you go. was the same character he played in Pacific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he's. That film's just silly. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And I, there's a scene where a robot smacks a monster in the face with a boat. Yes, like there is. Up, and I heard um, like Guillermo del Toro saying that the special effects guys were like, "This doesn't make sense. The boat would be far too big for this." And he said, "I don't care. Like, I want the robot to smack the monster in the face with a just boat. Just make up a fake boat. You know, we, yeah. it's a different world. And it's what that whole sequence though the." When it's walking down the street and it steps over the bridge in the middle of the street and then just crushes a car on the other side of it. Or the fish shooting through the wall, which was like... It's the music. The music is yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, we found out who was made by, didn't we? I suppose some... No, don't, don't say his name, because then he'll want the credit. Name. Yeah, he's doing the music for Warcraft, though. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. IMDb. Yeah. If you want to know his name, IMDb. Yeah, but um, damn good film, Pacific Rim. Great film. Enjoyable as fuck. Really, really good choice. Yeah. For a star as well. It's a nice, high-energy movie. We can get into it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, and yeah. you know what I really liked about the film? What? There was colours in it. God, it's so bright. Yeah. So lovely. There's like yellows and blues and more blues and yellows. There's an underwater monster fight. The last time there was an underwater monster fight in a movie was Godzilla versus a sea monster and it sucked when he fights the lobster thing. Yeah. I was just thinking of the new Godzilla. They're in the water. They don't go underwater though. Uh, yeah, I just did the just did the action of shooting fire breath into an insect that I've got in my cold steely death embrace. I love that when he just vomits into his mouth. Oh, I love it. It was kind of like Two Girls, One Cup for me. Yeah. Which was an awakening. Is that your next review, Two Girls, One Cup? <laughs> Love that film. Um, yeah. No, I am going to review a movie I saw very recently. Um, I was going to review Black Ship, which is the Jude Law movie um, about a bunch of Russians and a bunch of English people going into the water to try and salvage Nazi gold from a ship. Nazi gold. Nazi gold. But I'll tell you what, that's fucking boring. Oh. You know what I watched this this month as well? What? Fifty Shades of Grey. No. You know there's only one shade of grey? It's the same colour as shit. Because that's what the film was. Yeah. It was fucking crap. Oh, good God, right? You know, like, when you go into... You watch a porn on your computer and you put in, like, fucking, like, lesbian... Or you put in, like, BDSM or you put Brazilian in anything. fart porn. Yep. You put in whatever you want to watch, and, and then you just it comes on the screen, and you're like, "Oh, look, this is lovely. Look, two ladies in a loving embrace. Oh, wait, no, the other one's beating one with a whip and dildoing her in the asshole." You can see that so easily on the internet, but people are paying for free. That's free. So just in case anyone's seen Fifty Shades of Grey and they don't know what the internet is, it's basically a fucking giant puddle of jizz. And you step into it, you dip your toe, and as soon as you dip your toe, it sucks you in. And you see the stuff you didn't want to see and you do want to see. It's a mixed bag, really. But anyway, Fifty Shades of Grey, it's shit. Everyone knows the story by now. An abusive billionaire entraps some 21-year-old using his good looks and his money into a relationship that's BDSM-related. It's not true BDSM. It's closer to a depraved 
more rape and torture and molestation side of things because there's, there's a lot less actual fucking and a lot more just him going, you're the submissive, I'm in charge, these are the rules. Those aren't the rules. When you get a book written by a 45-year-old virgin woman who's sitting there reading Twilight at that age and going, oh, I wish they would fuck. That's what I want from this book. So I'm going to write a book in which the vampires fuck all the time and they fuck with whips and chains because I've never seen that I've never done research on that I've never been experienced in BDSM but I really 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 want to see vampires fucking watch an episode towards. of Euro Trash once or something possibly so anyway so this woman wrote a book they made it into a film the film is very much about abuse it's not about BDSM if you think BDSM is like that just google butt plugs and you'll see that it's a very loving thing to stick something in someone's ass. Jesus is up there. <laughs> so all these people are going there and they're going, oh, look at this. This is really good. This is romance. And women are going to see it and they're getting titillated. And I don't know if it's because it's a public forum they get yeah, to be titillated with other women. Or if it's because they really, truly do get aroused by this horrible, crappy film. Because there's not much porn. There's not much going on. There's not much to it. Marcia Gay Hardon's in there. And I don't ever... Hardon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't ever want to watch something with her in it and have it ever intrinsically linked to me getting a boner because it's upsetting in my pants to have her face in my brain but women are paying to see this paying lots of money to see this and they keep going oh it's so sexy though it's not sexy Jeremy Carl is full of the same story it's just the difference is they don't have the money to give the women presents after they punch him in the fucking face now, if you give a woman a present after you punch her, it's fine, isn't it? Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. That's the lesson this film gave you. If you if you want to see it, and then you come out of the cinema and you go, oh, I can't wait for the sequel. I don't know what they're gonna do. It's the same fucking film. It's the same book. It's the same premise. It's never gonna change. Oh yeah, you read the books. Yeah, I read the fucking books because I'm a fucking. I didn't pay for them, so uh, I'm giving the finger to that bitch. Um, but yeah, yeah anyway. So if anyone wants to see a film that's about something that's decent, you can see Twilight, and at least Twilight has that weird element where they've actually taken something done vampire research and just thrown out the window with this this woman's done no research she's just been a cunt so I hate the film I give it I give it the lowest possible review I could give anything I'm going to give it an Adam Sandler oh Um, oh, just there is no redeeming factor it's a it's a mean vitriol puddle of fucking scummy mucus dripping out of the orifices of someone who's got pancreatic cancer and they've decided to take a shit of razor blades what was the cinematography like yeah it was (laughs) alright Right. Your turn. My next review, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this film game film game format. Ooh. Film game, film game. Um I'm gonna review the binding of Isaac Rebirth. Once Is again, that... finger on the pulse. Great game. Right, when did that come out? About a year ago. Last year. <laughs> yeah. November. Um I love the first binding of Isaac. Sixteenth. Brilliant and I sucked at it. Like I sucked at the original Binding of Isaac. Um but this rebirth one is basically like Binding of Isaac with the Lamb of God expansion, bunch of other stuff chucked in. Um, sort of, they tweak the graphics a little bit to look a bit sort of sixteen bit pixely sort of art thing. They've made on. it its own program as well, which is good. It's not a JavaScript <coughs> or, or a Flash yeah. game, but it's not like because the previous one was all hand drawn looking. This has all got like pixely edges and everything. You can turn it on so it's hand drawn again. I don't want no. You can make you put blur filter on there. It's not mm. hand drawn. It's oh, yeah. blurring it. Isn't no, it? I know what you mean. But yeah, so. um, I'm really loving it. It seemed I thought at first it was a little bit easier than the original one. I was playing. I was going. Oh, I'm finding no troubles with this. I was getting further through each time than I did on yeah. the original. Um, but then I beat it and it unlocked another stage and then more stuff started turning up and I was like, oh, there's more to this. Yeah, um, it's good. It's really decent. I've, I was playing purist mode last night and that's much more like the original Binding of Isaac. Um, you don't have like certain things there that are exist in the newer one only. Oh, okay. Um, but that was like... It's, it's a tricky-ass game. But um, I recorded a session. It's just like the randomness of this thing. Mm. I recorded a session, which I... Was playing no continue rules. I lasted about 16, 17 minutes on it. I got mm. like through to about the fourth stage and died. I didn't get a very good run because I wasn't getting any keys or anything. But then the next 
like later that evening I played another run on it and right away it just started throwing all sorts of stuff at me and I ended up ridiculously powerful I walked through the game I was destroying bosses in like 20 seconds just walking in just firing these giant like bigger than my head sized tears that are now spinning around me with poison stats on them and stuff like that and friggin just blasting crap I had like a little familiar shooting bullets as well mm. um, was the it the fly one? No, the, no. The baby, the ghost baby. It was a little red fetus thing that was like firing off in two directions. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just brilliant how you can have these games. Sometimes it'll be more difficult because you don't get much of a good roll with the things. But I got a luck up in that run, so I just got it. Just got ridiculous. Um, I don't think I think it escapes <laughs> the term roguelike. I think it shouldn't be de- it shouldn't be determined as a roguelike because it's it's a lot deeper. That's roguelikes. That's that's a roguelike. It's very much a roguelike. You think so? Depends what other ones you're playing. A lot of the ones that are around now are very sort of simplified. Yeah, but I'm actually comparing it. it to Rogue. Well, Rogue's well, Rogue was like yeah. a text-based adventure. Thing, I mean, like right? not that Rogue, but the more graphically hmm. built Rogues, like the arcade game. I'm comparing it to that, and it's nothing like those. Roguelike should be a determination of a game that you play once, you get through. Whether or not you get through is determined solely on skill. Like the power-ups hmm. help, but skill can get you through there in yeah. the end. Someone like Isaac, where it's a, there's a narrative. Yeah, it, it, Rogue never had a narrative. No, no, the original Rogue was like um, an ASCII art-looking thing. It yeah. was on computers. My brother used to play all the time. Wasn't the wasn't the sequel to that like a? It was a lot like Gauntlet. I think so. I can't remember. I never yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, what they done with Biden and Isaac's great though. It's Love like it. it's up there with stuff like FTL, like which is a great Rogue like game. FTL is. It, I keep playing FTL. Yeah. It's, it you know it's not helped by the fact it's the only game my PC will run right now. <laughs> But I keep playing FTL. You can play that on um, iPads. Have you got an iPad? I had an iPad. I yeah. got an Android instead. Cause I, just... I don't think it's been released on Android, has it? No. No. iPads, yeah. the problem with iPads is they're too restrictive. Like, I can't use iTunes to do everything. I don't like iTunes as it is. No. I you can't say that. We're on iTunes. Yeah, but they don't give us any fucking money. No, no, if no, they no, give no. us money, like, if we, they give us money, we'd be like, Apple, the product's for everyone doing iPad. We are. Cards, are you I... saying that we uh, would chill stuff? Because, like... I would definitely it's chill It's like shit. some people are just a slave to yeah, the products and generation. And that's, that's just, just sad. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, Pepsi? Yeah. yeah. It's the drink of a new generation. <laughs> oh, my head. Here, take two of these. Ah, runny, small, green. No, it's little, yellow. Oh, is it a little yellow? Different, yeah. <laughs> Shit. I watched I, Wayne's World last week. <laughs> I watched Wayne's World 2 last week, mm. so... I saw Wayne's World 2 in the cinema. I'm old. <laughs> You're so old. You're <laughs> dying. Um, You're turning to dust. You need to listen to this soon. Yeah. Get more listeners and tell them about us. Yeah. I'm begging a WAV file I can see forming on screen to get me more listeners. Yeah. Number three. Binding of Isaac's good. Yeah. It is really good. I played it on the Vita the and I played it on the yeah. PlayStation 4. Yeah. Apparently they tried to get it on Xbox and um, Nintendo and Nintendo denied it. Like <laughs> They didn't yeah, let it go Nintendo on there. because there's religious themes. Fuck them. Like, yeah. Same, same time they release off. friggin' Bayonetta which is full of evil demons and evil angels and stuff. Yeah, but it's okay because it's a woman. Oh. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What's wrong with naked babies in video games? I like Binding of Isaac. I love that you fight monsters with your tears. It's, it's like they're literally trying to come up with the most depressing, disturbing thing you could come up with. Seeing a baby crying to fight back against its oppressors. Yeah. I, I, I was fighting mother by pissing on the floor. By the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the horrible, acrid piss puddles that you can drop down to yeah. her. Yeah. Excellent game, though. 
Really, really good. I would give it a solid Tom Atkins. That's mm. the highest review I give most things. It's currently on sale on Steam, but probably not by the time this review, this podcast goes out. So holy shit! It'll be Easter soon. It'll be gone sale in Easter. <laughs> Steam sales in November. Yeah, you might want at Christmas. Who knows? Yeah. Steam sales. If you can time. wait that long to play Perfection, then you clearly don't give a fuck about yourself. You prick. Let's face it. It's on Steam. Give it two weeks. It'll be on sale. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. If you if you touch my penis, I'll give it to you cheaper. Um, not you, and you've already got it. Um, okay, is it my review now? Yeah, sure. Why not? <sighs> okay, I I am gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a tale. Of is a this little... a story all about how life got turned flip upside down? No, I'd like to take a minute. Just sit right there. I'll oh. tell you how I became the prince of town. I'll tell you all about how I became the prince of town. Uh, no, I'm actually going to talk about a game I played this week called Dying Light. Mm. Ooh. Um, Dying Light is essentially Dead Island if you had any illusion as to whether it wasn't Dead Island it is Dead Island if you mash Dead Island and a copy of Mirror's Edge together and they somehow miraculously worked in your Xbox it's a very well made game they do work have you tried that? we're going to now <laughs> it's, a, it's actually a really good game it's really solid in its in its operation It's I have the same problem I have with Call of Duty though the, the story is drivel <laughs> There's no point in listening. It's a zombie game. I'm not going to hold up for much of the yeah. story in zombie games Part these Part of days. the fun is loosely giving you objectives around the fact that you're jogging about the place like a madman. It's really, really fun in that sense. <clears throat> um, I would really recommend it to anyone with an Xbox One or a PS4 because you really don't... Like, there's nothing like this yet. Yeah, until the, Dead Island 2 comes out. Until Dead Island 2 comes out. You've got <laughs> Far Cry, and Far Cry is so good. But compared to Far Cry, it's less about nature being against you and more about you trying to outrun things and just it's it's a little bit more about movement and kinetic energy as opposed to well, survival. zombies a bit more of a threat than they were in Dead Island well that's the thing they've got a night and day cycle oh yeah that's so the, during the day they're all quite docile but if they see you they'll go after you if you make loud noises any time of the day even even during, loud noises yeah if you make loud noises during the day or if you set off like an explosion <laughs> or if you hit a special zombie and they explode you, you get these volatiles and they're mm. super fast fuck off zombies that just you know take a bit more damage and it adds a really nice element because you can't use guns mm. you can only use guns if you can get to an area where you can throw a distraction down and then use a gun to take out something and then leg it off in another direction if you're not in the position to do that then you're fucked and you can't use guns so you have to use your your melee weapons mm. but it's all it's all really good I really enjoyed it I, I'm still enjoying it I'm not anywhere near done I'm about 30% complete and I'm told there's another town so I'm looking forward to getting to that. But um, all in all, really, really solid game. I uh, I highly recommend it. It's like an 8 out of 10. More polished than Dead Island was? Because Dead Island was a it's, mess. You know what the problem is nowadays? I would never name a game as polished. Yeah. I would never say that a game is ready for release when it's released now. There's just not been Doesn't that happen. game. Yeah. Is it one third of all games released last year had a day one patch? Yeah. Um, I've Metal Gear Solid Ghost Re- Go- um, Ground Zeroes, they yeah. patched it recently and it makes the mouse cursor stay on screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um I've I've recently pre-ordered Battlefield Hardline. Oh dear. And if it works anywhere near as well as De- as Dying Light works now, it's going to be fine. But if it's the same fiasco I had with De- uh, with Battlefield 4, I am just fucking I'm going to jump on that lawsuit. I didn't like the beta. The beta for it was a mess, but that was ages ago I played that. Yeah, I played the more recent one. It was actually mm. very good, yeah. but it felt very much like I was playing an add-on. Ready at Dawn made it. No, um, Visceral. The same people oh, made Visceral, Dead yeah. Island. Yeah, no, Reddit so, Door made Dead. Yeah, Reddit Door made. No, Dying not Light. Dead Island. They made. Uh, they made Dead Space. Yeah, yeah. Reddit Door made Dying Light, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, um, I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to that. But for now, Dying Light has been a very good game. Really, really entertaining. Um, See, I'm really looking forward to Dead Island too because it's being made by friggin' you know the guys who made Spec Ops: The Line, Jaeger. 
Yeah. And I kind of trust them. There's a lot of talk going around with Dreadnought as well, that other game they'd got coming out. Well, see, I didn't actually mind Dead Island. I didn't mm. mind Dead Island Riptide either. They were both solid enough games. They were a lot like Borderlands without gunplay. Yeah. And I like The thing is I had with Dead Island, my first experience with the game was... Um, getting into a technical hang where it wouldn't let me close a mission straight away. Yeah. Had to restart and do that again. And then um, about 30 minutes into me and my mates playing around on it, we got out of the car. I kind of got up on a, fe- on a somehow onto a bush, mm. dropped and fell through a swimming pool and I was trapped under the swimming pool. <laughs> like I could walk around underneath the scenery and if I crouched at the right height, I would hit a little point in the swimming pool which was the drowning area for water. So I could start to drown myself if I moved into the right oh, spot. And then come back. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was really tricky to get out of that because <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't keep myself in that position long enough to drown him fully. <laughs> I um, I I'm, I'm, sort of, I'm expecting Dead Island Two to be better, just because I I know, I know what that game's like, I know how it plays. Yeah, Dying Light was a bit of a stumble. I'm not quite sure about the controls yet. Hmm. There's like a bumper to jump. Yeah, yeah, and there's the click, like the old Halo click to aim. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure about that yet, but I'm sure it's something I can get used to because I'm seasoned at this shit. Like by now, I should be fine with it. And I've not had any problems playing the mission so far. I wouldn't attribute any of the controls down to me losing. I'd say that my own skill is what's been my failure so far. There's not been bugs or anything like that. Hmm. Um, and Dead Island Two, I've pre-ordered that as well. I got that for thirty-five pound yeah. on a pre-order, so I'm waiting for that to come out. It's out summer, isn't it? No, it's soon. Is soon, it? yeah. Oh. It's like uh, end of Feb- uh, end of March, I think. Am I gonna have to buy that on PC? Or beginning of. If you don't have an Xbox One by then. Well, I'm not going to have an Xbox One. I'm going to buy a PS4 before I have an Xbox One. Well, see, that's a difference of opinion, isn't it, then? That's just that's how it's going to be now. Is, is, this, this, the kind of, is this the kind of podcast we're doing now? Yeah. We're just going to be fucking taking little chunks out of each other until one of us murders the other one on the fucking air. You spent then... ten minutes on the last episode ranting about Xbox Live. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. And it's fairly... It's it's deserved. I feel it's, it's a deserved rant. Hmm. Okay, but um, but yeah, no, Dying, uh, Dying uh, Light, really good game. It's on 8 out of 10. I'd give it the Robert Downey Jr. The Robert Downey Jr. Give it the Robert Downey Jr. Which era, Robert Downey Jr.? The 80s, because no. because it's a bit sporadic. Sometimes it was being influenced by things it shouldn't have been. Like, there's a little bit of Far Cry 4 in there, Dying Light. Oh. There's a tiny little bit of it. There's only towers. There's a couple of towers. Ugh. But they're done in a jokey way. And there's only one mission where you have to activate two towers. It doesn't acknowledge that climbing towers is a thing video no. games do, does it? Cause no. The only no. thing worse than like doing the thing that other games do is acknowledging that you're doing the thing other games do because other games do it. I'll spoil it. It's two missions. It's one mission, sorry. It's two towers. And you climb both towers. And then, you know Assassin's Creed as well? Yeah. Borrows a little bit of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> in which, when you get to the top of the tower, you jump off a ledge and you have to try and land in these pile of rubbish bags. Mm-hmm. Or in like a in like a skip full of dirt. Oh, nice. That's how you that's how you safely land when you jump off of stuff. But um, but yeah, it borrows a lot of elements. But you know, like I said, Robert Downey Jr. is my rating. It's a little bit influenced by those things it probably shouldn't have had contact with before being made. Mm. But it has, and it survived. That's nice of it. There you go. See, and soon it will make Ali McBeal. What Robert Downey Jr. reference? Was he Ali McBeal? Uh huh. It wasn't Ali McBeal. Mm hmm. It had nothing to do with Ali McBill. He was in Ali McBill. No, he wasn't. Robert Downey Jr. was in Ali McBill. Why? What? Because he was a big film star. Like, there was a long period of time. Have you seen the film Heart and Souls? No. It's a great film. You should watch that. Next. 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 <laughs> you! Uh, I'm going to re- review 
Um, a little film I saw called Sexy Evil Genius, starring Seth Green, Michelle Trackenberg, that guy who was in the wheelchair in Oz, what's his name, Harold Perrineau, oh, yeah. um, William Baldwin, and Katie Sackhoff. William Baldwin. And Anthony Michael Hall has a tiny little part in it. William Baldwin. Yes, William Baldwin. Willie Baldwin. One of the Baldwins. Billy it may Baldwin. Not, it may not be Alec, but thankfully it's not Stephen. Stephen has a page online that you can donate money to him, and he says it's in aid of Jesus, but it's really in aid of his cocaine habit. Uh, Stephen <laughs> Jesus is what he names his crack dealer. <laughs> I'm just putting spicy popcorn out of here constantly. But you shouldn't eat on the mic. <laughs> anyway. protect it. Sex Evil Genius is basically a, a film noirish type story where... A bunch of guys are pulled together in a bar. They've been invited to come to this bar to meet and to meet up with their old ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And none of them are sure why. They all share the same ex-girlfriend. They know that Slut. she's... Well, it's been over years. Slut! Um, <laughs> is it Katie Sackhoff? Yeah. Why? How did she get laid? She's got no neck. <laughs> she's got a neck. <laughs> it's like really tiny. Did you ever see the Power Rangers reboot thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tiny neck. That was weird. She's a weird neck. But, um... It's yeah, very attractive though. They all I'm get sorry, invited Katie. back there, but they know that she's apparently murdered someone recently and been let out of prison. And so she's coming to meet them, and they're not sure why, what's going on here. Apparently, she got let out of prison for being on an insanity plea, which isn't a real thing, I didn't think. No, that no. isn't. No, because insane people go to another place that's yeah. like prison, but they help you. But basically, they're all trying to figure out what's happened. They all got their stories about what happened when they were with them, how they split up, the way she manipulated them at the time, because she's prone to. Um, extremely complex manipulations of events in order to make things go her way. Um, and like the weird thing is, um, probably wisely, Seth Green was the oldest ex of hers, the one when they were in high school together. So when they did the flashback... Oh, so they'd be the same height? Yeah. All it takes when they do the flashback for Seth Green is they just need to shave him and he suddenly looks like he's 16 again. Because that guy hasn't aged in about 20 years. Yeah, that's actually wrong. Have you seen Rad? Oh, is that the, the, um, yeah, the rollerblading? Skate, the rollerblading yeah. one. He's, he's okay. aged a lot. How do I not own that? I own BMX Bandits and Gleaming the Cube. Like, Wait, wait. Is BMX Bandits the one with the Show Me the Angel dance? No, it's the Nicole Kidman film. Oh, which one's the one with... Is it? Is Which one's the one with... Show Me an Angel. No idea. Oh, they parody it in Coffee Town. Oh. Which it's is not the, BMX Bandits. That's an Australian yeah. film. Full of lots of boys going, hey, you should be rotter, eh? Hey, hey. Not that. Rad, and what was the other one? Jesus Christ, he's going to fucking irritate me now. I don't know. It's not your fault. I bet Nostalgia Critic reviewed it. Yeah, um, probably. Um, Show me an angel. Yeah. But the story basically is all plot twistery, all sorts of coming together ideas, what you think is going to happen. The film does the whole noir thing of starting at the end, where you see like people, um, ambulances taking someone out on a stretcher and a a glass being put into a bag and all this sort of stuff yeah um, and basically there's like the way the plot goes it's very nicely interweaving there's enough going on and all the characters like quite rare for films nowadays they all talk differently they're not just different accents they all have a different way of describing how things have been happening and what's been going on they're all very different characters which is quite rare in films now because a lot of films now, the same the characters, no matter who they are, they all just have the same sort of language to them. None of them have unique things about them anymore in films. They're all just people. Okay, right. You we need I mean? to we need to do a quick omission. Um, Rad was actually the movie with Show Me an Angel, and it is not the movie with Seth Green where they go down the hill. No. Oh. Um, What's the film with Seth Green where they go down the hill? I'll, I'll continue to do. Um, I'll continue to do research. Yeah, Carry do on with your review. Um, 
but yeah, it's a decent film, really nicely put together. Um, there is a bit where um, Seth Green and Michelle Trackenberg are in the toilets. Um, spoilers, but Katie Sackhoff has kind of set this situation up to get them two together. Why? Because that's her thing for them. She's what? got basically a plan for everyone that's invited, and it may not necessarily involve murder, but they think oh. it might. But part of her plan is that she thinks they'd actually be suited for each other, and she feels that Seth Green's guy has kind of lost his cool. He used to be a poet and a musician and all this sort of stuff, and he's just so he used a, to be a bum. He used to be a, now he's just now a he's business a guy. Now he's just a business guy. He lives on his own. Women, what is up with that? Yeah, well, was a, the script written by a woman? I assume so. This is like a woman's she, dream, isn't no, it? No, no, it's written a by. Man. I think it was written by a guy who's like disabled. He had to point out the words on the screen. Well, clearly. Um, He's, he's disabled at screenwriting. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but, um, yeah they, they, they end up talking to each other in the toilets of the bar, and they end up getting off of each other. Wait. Making out. And I'm like, well, has someone just written a Buffy fanfic here? Wait, they start <laughs> talking to each other in a toilet? Well, the two girls go to the toilet, Michelle Trackenberg and what's-her-face, Katie, Katie Sackhoff. Sackhoff. And Katie Sackhoff's all like crazy about something, because she is crazy in the film. Okay. And she gives her a gun. Then she comes out and Seth what? Green's like, what the hell has gone on? And he goes to the toilet to find out what happened. And she's like, she gave me a gun. And then they make out. Wait, so, wait. You know when you say words and you sound like a mad person and yeah. someone could tell you, do you, do, you, do you hear the words right no. now? Madness. Um, just for a quick... Of course she has a gun. She has plans. No one knows what she's planning. Second live omission, um, mm-hmm. with, which can change up. Airborne was the film starring Seth Green. Yes. Yeah, in which the, in which the <laughs> titular character was uh, travelling from... Where was he? He was going to California and he was moving to to cold yeah. place. And, Alaska. Yeah, Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, great film. Great film. Legendary. Sorry, back to Katie Sackhoff. And I get, get Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. She does in uh, Chronicles of Riddick. The new last she film. was in Chronicles of Riddick, yeah, wasn't she? One, she? The new one. She's Dark attracted to giant malformed testicles. I mean... Batista. <laughs> Vin Diesel. No, I was going to say Groot. Oh. Groot. <laughs> Groot. I am Groot. But yeah, for a little noirish thing, it does do one thing wrong. Very wrong. I mean, it's decent enough. Well, but other than being a film. Right. Well, not, you know in noir... teenagers play. You know in a noir film, it's kind of about someone who does something immoral... He gets pulled into doing something immoral, and then there's a comeuppance for it. Yeah. Like, at the end, the, the main character is punished in some way. Um, Spanking. The thing is with this film is that all the characters have... There's different levels of moral ambiguity that they've done. Okay. And they all get such an exacting amount of payback, like, to a ridiculous degree. But like, surely it would be because she's planned it. Yeah, but it's, like, it's ridiculously... Like too, it's measured to a T. Yeah, like, Seth Green's guy didn't really do anything... Bad. So he gets a girlfriend. He got boring, and he gets a reward in having his life reinvigorated, his ideas of art and stuff, and he gets a girlfriend out of it. Yeah, but he's just going to go back to being a bum with no money. He gets dumped by his girlfriend, and the cycle continues. She, oh my god, there's going to be a sequel. But she needs someone else in her life to help her stay off drugs and stuff, and he's, he's a nice, just, this he's is, a nice this is, stable guy. No, that's not stable. He, he is. He's depressed. He's stable. He needs a stable woman. And then there's the other guy who's like a jazz musician, and he's like... Jizz. He maybe planted some drugs to get her to fall off the wagon because she was a drug addict for a while as well, Katie Sackhoff. So that made her fall off the wagon on purpose so she would go and disappear. Wait, so she's a murdering, drug addicted, mm-hmm. mad person. Yeah. She's an evil, sexy genius, man. Well, no, she's not a genius. <laughs> she's a fucking drug addict. No, the way the plan comes out, it may be that she's not actually crazy in the slightest and might be. Just really, really good at planning things. But really bad at not doing drugs. Well, no, I mean... We've all got our faults. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, William Baldwin does his thing in it. 
He smarms a bit. Billy Baldwin. Yeah, he has his hair gelled back because of course he does. Um, shame they couldn't get Alec. I mean, obviously I would have thought they would have wanted Alec in the first place, but... No, it was the 90s, wasn't it? Or was this recent? No, it's only came out last year. Yeah, Alec's too old now, man. Yeah. He's never too old for... To tell you he's too old, Katie Sackhoff to pretend to be a 16-year-old in the flashbacks. She pretends to be a 16 Yeah. Seth Green can pull it off. Like, you put a little bit of makeup on Seth Green and he still looks the same. I mean, like, the haircuts aside, you could probably get away with using, using footage from Airborne. She has Ramona Flowers hair. and then oh, I love Ramona Flowers. Let's talk about Scott Pilgrim for a second. <laughs> Let's, Ramona Flowers is... She is an incredibly look, nice-looking lady. She, I, I have a massive crush on Ramona Flowers. Mary Elizabeth Winston. All right here. now, all right. Don't start giving her real people names. <laughs> that makes it. That makes it bad. You no. see, make it happen. The burlesque dancing film where she stays fully clothed and it's a PG. Burlesque. Yeah. The one Not burlesque. No, she's in. She's in a film called Make It Happen, which is about burlesque dancing. Oh. But it's a PG. I'm sure I can make it happen in the runtime. Mm. But yeah. I'm talking about poo. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about ejaculate. <laughs> Poo does come out of me at quite mm. a pace. <laughs> Good job no one gets to this part of the podcast. <laughs> it's a good thing that no one listens to this point. Anyway, sexy evil, evil genius could be a lot worse, but it's kind of ends up becoming so precise in how they've intricately weaved everything that the writer's forgotten that sometimes you need to surprise the audience. And you can't do exactly like when everyone when you get to the point where you think you know how this is going to end. Yeah, you can't just give people that ending now. Sock puppets. No, don't mention sock puppets. Gamergate aren't too keen on them right now. Why? Um, Tim Schafer did an award speech where he said all goat jokes regarding Gamergate are going to be done by this sock puppet. No. And obviously, sock puppet accounts on Twitter, the ones that harass people because you know they're not real accounts. Yeah. So he had a sock puppet, and now Gamergate think that they're being discriminated against, just like a racist would. Wait. But they're not. They're not. They're not a race. Yeah, they're also not. Uh, they're not a group that have in any way displayed any sort of worth agenda. <laughs> they got an agenda of harassment. Yeah, well, it's not an agenda. That's just something they do. They don't have an agenda. They haven't like put forward what they want. They haven't gone like okay. ethics in games journalism. But no, but that's what they stand for. <laughs> that's they what they say. Got an, they haven't got an agenda. Huh. You can't stand for ethics in game journalism and not have an agenda. So. Okay, so if I was to say to you... Well, they can't president... claim that they're being oppressed when they're not a race. Yeah, like... but, if, but if I was to turn around and say to you that I want to be president of the world, right? That's 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 it. And then I went and I stood in the street and I went, my agenda is to be president of the world. People just look at me and go, you're a fucking nutcase. If I went up to someone and I went, I went oh, you're a journalist. I want ethics in journalism. I, I'd sound like a fucking idiot. I'd sound like a moron. Because I, I'm not saying to someone, okay, so this is what I want. I want, a, I want a structure them. They identify as gamers, man. That's their identity. They're not gamers. <laughs> they're not because they're not playing games anymore. They're being cunts. But who who identifies as a gamer? I do. I yeah, play video do you, games. Do you say that is your defining feature? No, no. no. I have a life. No, exactly. <laughs> I fuck women. <laughs> Don't wanna, I don't want to. I shouldn't say women. That's plural. I have. But a it's not the same. You can't say I identify as a gamer because that takes away as anyone says I identify as gay. I identify as trans. Well, no, because you can still identify as a gamer. You can identify as that being part of your personality you feel is distinct a enough for you of. to express it. Yeah, but you, you know, you don't say, I am happy, and that, that is your personality for the rest of your life. You don't say, I am gay, and that is your singular notion. You know, you can be a gamer, you can be gay, you can be trans, you can be you can be a man with fucking wings, for all I care. You can't be as a man long with as you're wings. happy. 
But when it comes to this, what I'm saying is that Gamergate is flawed and it actually doesn't have an agenda. It just has a bunch of spiteful little idiots that are going around saying stupid little cunty things hmm. and saying they're going to rape women. You just, you've got a bunch of idiots in a room slamming their heads against the wall going, eventually the wall will come down. It doesn't matter if we don't have the tools. It doesn't matter if we don't have the brains or the power. Right now, enough people slamming our heads against this wall. The wall will come down, theoretically. It may not come down today. You know, may not come down today. tomorrow. May come. It may not come down for hundreds of years. But one of these days, the wall will come down if we slam our heads hard enough against it. Do you hear what happened today? The latest one. What? Did you hear about the documentary, the Sarkeesian effect that was being made? The ones where they were doing oh, the Indiegogo campaign to expose the lies and the misjudgments and stuff. She's making more money than them, and she's yeah. a woman, and she's probably getting made, which is what no, I'm saying. Though. It's been done by these two guys. There's um, something Owen something and da- Davis Aroni or whatever. Just couldn't cunty cunt cunt cunt. Yeah, cunty cunt cunt cunt. Davis Aroni you might have seen once or twice because he's that stupid shaved head guy who thinks he's Anton LaVey, who sits around with a glass of probably apple juice and plastic skulls. And talks about men's rights and stuff. So he's basically like a closeted version of Elvira. He's budget store Anton LaVey. But, um, I don't know who that is. The um, guy who created the church. Oh, of satanic, the game of games are going to be after satanic me. Satanic Church of America. I don't know who anyway, runs the satanic church. They got $56,000 to make this very professional, in-depth documentary, which hasn't seemed to have done much so far. $56,000? They interviewed Jack Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that just sound like the they've split from apart. They've had an argument over some stuff. Apparently, Owen did a video about some guy's friends with Davis, who claims to be a womanizer. He's going to be an excellent guy at talking to women. He's actually a twat. Um, some guy called Never mind. Anyway, but, oh, he's a rapist. Yes, <laughs> he's, a, um, he's a known. But rapist. one of the brilliant things about this is Aroni, whatever his name is, he put a chat log out showing. Oh no, this is I've got nothing to hide. This is what we said and all this sort of stuff. Part of the chat log says he went and brought a car with the money. That he got $1,500 with the car. Ethics. Wait, why did he buy a car though? Was it for the documentary? And he's moving to Las Vegas so he can be closer to LA, Hollywood. What's that got to do with the documentary? And Some people so, are stupid. So what we've been putting out today is people just be going, hey, anyone who backed the Sarkeesian fact, how do you feel that you just brought Davis a car? Wait, why would you back it in the first place? Why would you pay money to expose something you're unhappy about that you don't idiots. pay for? They really are. They're fucking morons. Mm. And you know, like, the best thing about this is that no one's going to come back and say, yeah, you guys are cunts, you fucking... Because we don't have vaginas. Yeah. And also, they don't listen this far. I got a little bit of it when I put that video up ages ago. Really? Um, oh, yeah, that twat just posted stuff like, oh, this is the truth. Yeah, if you want to be... Yeah, don't be biased. You can watch no, this okay, video. Like, no, don't link me that guy. Gamergate, if you want to get taken seriously, stop with the rape threats and being cunts, and then just write up an agenda of what you want. Write up stances yeah. that you wish to take, and... You know, and acknowledge get it. an actual, you know, just get a little script so that you don't all sound like fucking monkeys. That's the thing; they have exact scripts, and they all just say the exact same thing because they've got this. Exact yeah, but the exact same thing they yeah. say is, "We're looking for ethics in journalism." Not your shield. We're unhappy because people are saying things about games, and we're getting fo- we're getting tricked. You're not getting tricked by the people that are saying things about the games. You're getting tricked by marketing departments. <laughs> You're a fucking ape. They're getting upset. The things they're getting tricked by are the ones who are basically tricking them into following this nonsense yeah but anyway and it's not the journalists it's no. just you're just an idiot if you get tricked again I don't buy Monopoly. ethics in games journalism what has this got to do with two critics and a game developer yep I don't, I don't, a journalist? <laughs> I don't buy a game called Monopoly and expect to go and drive it home no I buy a game called Monopoly because I hate my parents <laughs> yeah exactly. and I want to show them how much I hate them in a passive aggressive way what's your next review <laughs> <sighs> I'm angry now I'm no, angry I, I love Love talking so very much, especially about idiots. Um, anyway, 
Uh, I have a sock puppet, if you can't tell, so he's going to do the rest of the review and spout racist, idiotic <laughs> shit. Like joke Tim Schafer said, um, how many members of Gamergate does it take to make a piece of armour? Like, 10 to make the armour and 40 to say, not your shield. <laughs> it's, it, the thing that, that would I'd really like to get the statistics on is how many of those Twitter accounts are set up in houses where the PC is... The, sorry, the internet's paid for by someone in a senior name. So it's like the father or the mother. It's not someone. It's I not reckon a child. there's a direct correlation between all the people who are in Gamergate and all of those that said that that dress was black and blue. Twats. It was white and gold. Who fucking cares? It was a dress. I I don't know about you, but my my taste in women's clothing is pretty poor because I don't wear it. Mm. And my taste in men's clothing clothing is even worse. I'm dressed like the fucking Joker. Um. So anyway, I'm going to talk about Manimal. Mm. Manimal um, Manimal's being made into a film by Will Ferrell please don't do Help it me. Will Ferrell <laughs> I really like you right now and I don't I'm not I, you know I know I said earlier I'd pay you money to stop making films but I really like you right now Will Ferrell because you're not going to make Manimal to please one person and that's me Manimal was a fantastic show in the 80s about a man who was raised in Africa with the power to become animals and use their abilities to better help the world to, to you know help people in danger he moves to America and in his brilliantly English voice he saves people from muggings and such using predominantly the powers of a panther because you know they, they bought a panther they had one <laughs> I don't know with Shaq T not available at the time <laughs> yeah. they couldn't get like a they couldn't get like a dog they just had a panther they were like we've got panther money we don't have German shepherd money <laughs> Um, but anyway, it's a really, really entertaining show. It's even more entertaining now because it's so very cheesy. Mm. It's it's just dripping with cheese. There are some things in it that are just unbelievably silly. The kung fu sequence. The kung fu, kung fu sequence training. alone is amazing. He fights like a bag lady whose only fucking martial arts trainer was a cat. <laughs> and she had a toy in front of her at the time. It's, it's a really great show. And it's one of those things that... It could have so easily been the grown-ups of its day or, or you know, like one of those TV series that's made with a cynical joke at hand. It's got a bit of a bit of a, bit of a wry smile because it knows it's getting money for it and all this shit. But it's not. It's it's actually so pleasingly done because there's, there's a lot of heart in it. Everyone plays their roles and their generic roles and their roles that have been played by millions of other people. But they, they all play them so beautifully I think there's many people well. that played someone who can turn into animals. Yeah, there's probably Except loads. for the cast of Animorphs. And Animal Man, mm. which is a comic by DC. <laughs> um, but anyway, Manimal is it's really great. I highly recommend it. I'm actually, right now, what I'm doing is I am writing my own version of Manimal to be made into a film. I can't afford to make a film. Can't I, I? I don't know who even has the rights. I'm assuming it's Will Ferrell. Maybe you should do a one. Kickstarter. I should do a Kickstarter in which I make a Manimal film. Team up with that Davis Aroni guy. No, because why would I make a Kickstarter? It doesn't cost me any money to write a script. I'm just <laughs> going to give it to someone. Look, basically, if you want my script, ask me for it. Will Ferrell, you can have it, and that'd be awesome because then you'd make my film. Although I will have casting suggestions, yeah. and they won't be you. Well, and I'm really sorry about that, Will Ferrell, because Matt Berry is the one true Manimal. Matt Berry for Manimal. <laughs> He'd be amazing because Manimal was British, you know. He he wasn't the smoothest guy. And Matt Berry, one of the things that we'll also be doing is you'll be in a touch the entirety of the film, no matter how hot it is. <laughs> and steadily as the film goes on, the touch will become more and more destroyed as an in joke to the series in which he wore a tux and the tux was always perfect. And and it will just be it'll be it'll, it'll be amazing. It's going to be written, and then we're going to do it. And I'm going to hug you, and then I'm going to make really inappropriate comments, and we'll be best friends. No, Matt Berry's all right. 
Yeah, I'm he's sure the voice of the volcano on those volcanicity. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was the release of the trumpets guy. No, I'm not really a psycho, but um, I am writing a script for Manimal because I, I really do love it. It's um, it's one of those things. There's a lot of cheesy stuff from the '80s that I think that if you watch the right thing, that would influence you a lot. Like I used to watch Knight Rider and the A Team, and and it's just one of those things where you watch something like even the A Team movie, the more recent one with Liam Neeson. Didn't mind it. Didn't mind it. Didn't mind it. I didn't like it as an as an eighteen uh, film, but I could see it as a film on its own. God, you got, shut up! Your review of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was slightly more positive than I was happy with. Uh, yeah, yeah. You you take your distaste. Eighteen was terrible. Oh, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wasn't. No, it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, shut up. Opinions. Take that. Put it in your pipe. Smoke it. My well, Teenage Mutant Turtle review was fair, level-headed. Mine's level-headed and fair. I'm coming from a place of utter serenity. They didn't just, just, just uh, they didn't destroy the turtle van ten minutes into the film in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, you're talking about that film in which giant monsters terrorised people that were clearly weaker than them? Yeah. It's not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it was. They didn't stand for justice and <laughs> truth. They stood for beating up infirmed old people. Yeah. It's true to the comic. <laughs> Someone dies in the comic. Shredder gets killed in the first comic, doesn't he? Yeah. Well done. Good yeah. foresight. Yeah. You're talking about Manimal. I'm talking about Manimal. Yeah, I'm writing. I'm writing <laughs> a script for Manimal. It's probably no one's going to see it. If people listen to this, then let me know you want it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm writing a writing a script for Manimal. Really, really like the series. I would give it. Um, I'm I'm going to do it. I'm going to say I'm going to give it a Tom Atkins. That's two Tom Atkins in one episode. I'm really unhappy with myself. Did you kind? I know. Well, even though Tom Atkins is a high accolade, he is always entertaining and so is Manimal. This is like when a 10 from Edge used to mean something and then gradually they just gave it to everything and every game got a 10. Some people think every game is good, and Yeah. Manimal is good. You've watched Manimal. you watch the Kung Fu series. <laughs> you can't watch the Kung Fu thing. Like, imagine that, but eight episodes and they're each an hour long. And it's great. It's really fun. It's really sweet as well because, like, you can tell that they're just using stock co- stock footage of the animals and they're putting his voice over them. Like, did I tell you about the ant thing? There's like a little. It's like he's like, maybe if I become an ant, I can find out the secrets. And then I swear to God, I can't remember which episode it is, but then you see a bunch of ants from stock footage, like a like a David Attenborough film, and they're just walking along the lines. Like, yes, I'll get in line with these guys. <laughs> I swear, I thought like if the next scene is just an ant being torn apart by other ants, he's like, no, oh, they've hurt me too, and he's just big again. He's just a human again. He's like, that was close. <laughs> like that'd be amazing. Oh. oh. God, it was Why great. did you turn into an ant? Because it makes sense. Like, you know, like I said about the panther thing, he becomes a panther a lot. Yeah. Like, I would just become an ant to go under doors, but he becomes a panther and like, flies through a door. <laughs> Someone just pelts a giant cat at That's a how door. you open doors. <laughs> With giant cats. Most effectively. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, Manimal is really, really good. Really recommend it. And if you ever want... If anyone wants to read my script, Will Ferrell, I'll put this out to you. Then, um, then get in touch. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my script. You can have it. I'll write it for free. That saves you millions. And then you can make my movie. It doesn't save you millions. Not the way script. writers get paid these days. All right, yeah, okay. So it saves you like <laughs> thousands of pounds. All I ask is that you give me a job. <laughs> As a writer of Manimal. Yeah. <laughs> and that's free because I'm just saying I'll give you the script. Fair enough. I love Manimal. Not in a weird way. If in you a love way it, you should that, marry it. In a way that like people like the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> it's awesome. It's a classic <laughs> film. Quack. Quack. Manimal could become a duck. Why didn't he ever fucking become a duck? Because ducks are vile. 
do you think they cost a lot? Mm. <laughs> like, do you think they were like, oh, we've got a panther? Well, their animals are really dark. Fuck it, expensive. <laughs> Cat, fuck it, we got a big one. Yeah, <laughs> like, got a big panther. Squirrel, fuck training one of them bitches. <laughs> got an earthworm. Eagle. Alright, we got that Tobias prick from Animals. He's still stuck as an eagle. <laughs> He's looking for jobs. Yeah. <laughs> he works for peanuts. Or worms, as the case may be. Or small pieces of meat on the leather glove. <laughs> Bring in the falconer. <laughs> Wrangle Tobias up. Get him on the hand. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. If Animals was real life. I want an Animorphs film, man. Gotta make it. More like a gritty reboot. Yeah. The it was already quite pretty gritty. gritty. Like, the they had were. worms yeah. go in people's ears and they yeah. took them over. It was just Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but with yerks. Sweet. Yerks. Right. So, so you're done with that? Yeah. Animal Man! Right, my <laughs> last review is going to be um, another game that's recent and very new. As in it came out about a year ago. Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Boom! Because I brought that the other day because I was really fed up. And I Wait, felt like how long has it games. been on PC? It's not been on for years. It's been on PC for about a couple of months now, hasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. only came out last year, mate. Yeah. October. Yeah. Maybe. The console was like back in June or April. Was so, it really? Yeah, how yeah. long has the Xbox One been out? Um, two years almost now. No, it's two years in November. Mm. Which tricks me there. Yeah, well. You almost tricked me there, devil man. Mm. <laughs> but, um, I paid for Ground Zeroes and it's like it's Metal Gear Solidy. Um, it's like a toy box isn't Kiefer it? Sutherland seems to like not give a shit no <laughs> like, no. Zero. he cannot act when there's just a phone on the end yeah like the first line he says is um, kept you waiting her but it's like delivered in this way that's like really off <laughs> he seems really calm yeah even though he's about to go into a war field I totally get having a different voice actor though for this because like when Big Boss was in uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 or was it 4 He's in one of them. I don't know. Um, he had a different voice actor in that, and it makes sense to not have David Hayter. You got you can't have them both around at the same time. I've kind of got a feeling that Phantom Pain is actually leading directly into the first Metal Gear game, and that we might be playing the what the events of the first game from Big Boss's perspective. Have you not been following the news? Well, it's the final Metal Gear Solid game. Hideo Kojima has said it's the final Metal Gear Solid game since the first Metal Gear Solid. No, but came he out. did a con- the last game was a continuation. There was like a hint of continuation. This, it's end. Over. Done. He said that all the time. He always does it. Yeah, but he didn't There's say... There's even it. a post on Kotaku the other day of all the times Hideo Kojima said he's done with Metal Gear Solid. Okay, well, he didn't say it with so much conviction mm. before. Mm. I'm a little bit worried. And also, Snake wasn't in Super Smash Bros. So I feel like maybe he's dead. And we don't know, but he's going to die in this one. He's not going to be dead. I think he could be... I don't think Smash Bros. is part of the... He was in... Metal the, Gear Solid was, continuity. one. Yeah, but it's not... It's not in canon. Well, he needs to be alive to make an appearance... He's not really in your... He's, he's a real person, man. <laughs> you don't understand how Super Smash Brothers works. Uh-huh. There's little people in the TV, they live in there, and then you put the game on someone, and they come to life, and then they die. Oh. They die in real... Over and over. They die real. If you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> you die in the game, you die for real. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what Metal Gear Solid Ground Zero is... Yep. ...is a game. There's initially a story mission which leads into Phantom Pain. Um, it's only really two parts to it. <laughs> find boy, get him out. Find girl, get her out. That's about it. Wait, are you, you sure you're not other little about the bits game? No. <laughs> no. That's find girl, get in. <laughs> um, then get out. Yeah, and then in and out, shake it all about. Yeah. And then put her in the grave. <laughs> mm. Poor Gary Glitter. 
I mean, what a twat. Yeah. Anyway. So at least, at least. Jim you know. Rolf Harris got his OBE revoked. Yeah, but he's still getting loads of money. Like, this is a weird thing. That there was a news story recently about Rolf Harris. Like, they're going, he is a paedophile in danger. He does not deserve to earn the money from his investments when he was doing those nefarious deeds. And I was like, I read that, and I don't sympathise with paedophiles, but I read that, and I thought to myself, just because he's a paedophile, you're assuming he's stupid. Because he was probably a pretty smart guy if he did it for so long without getting caught. So would you not assume that he put his money to a place that he could, you know, get a lot of money? I don't know, he's, he's just kind of a horrible human being. He is a horrible human being, but he tied a kangaroo down. He's almost gone full Chris Benoit, man. Fucking... Oh, what, yeah, tried tie someone up and murdered him? Pretty much, he's one step away from that. No, he's not, he's in prison. Yeah, now he's... He's, he's like 20 steps away from it. Like, how thick are the he walls? He needs to pull a Howard Shipman now. <laughs> yeah. Ground zeroes. Yeah, back to that. <laughs> um, when you've done that main mission, you unlock a whole bunch of other missions. And these other missions are kind of weird. because a whole lot of them. There's seven. There's a bunch of other ones. There's some. A bunch, I said. Six. Something like Including that. the main one, six. Yeah. Seven. But they're all like... They're meant to be set in different locations. But they're not. <laughs> they're all in the same place. Yeah. I saw that. When I was playing it, I was like, I can't wait to go to this new area. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. It's like familiar. the second one I played last night. I did one where you had to kill these two US um, Marines who were traitors or something like that. And it's like we're on a new US naval base. And I got there and I'm like, this is the other side of the base I was just on, and it's daytime. They're just going to keep like drawing the shades or something. Do you know what the best thing about their mission is? If you go to your right, there's like a storage locker for weapons. Mm. Just get the mines and place one mine at one exit and one at the other end. You just win the game. You <laughs> need to do that because I got. I ended up getting shot to buggery. <laughs> I just like literally. I spent like twenty minutes crawling. I was like, <laughs> I'm so sneaky. And by the time I just got to the other end, I was caught, and I was like, maybe this will make it happen quicker. They both tried driving. Down. I was like, yeah. <laughs> or you just get alert them so they start running away. Yeah. Oh, should <laughs> do that. Just so easy. Does it when you do it? Does it all do the whole dun 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 bum bum bum? They don't have that anymore. Do they? They don't have that anymore. Oh. That sucks. I need to play through the old Metal Gear Solid games again. Do you know what my favourite thing about Metal Gear Solid is? Um, the, the hour and a half long cutscenes. <laughs> Snake! Snake! <laughs> what it is though, I think eighteen ninety nine, which is what I paid for on Steam. Probably 20 quid? A, yeah. It's cheaper than it is to buy the box version. <laughs> Not on the Xbox One, it's only £7. Well, now it's a second hand one. I mean, when it's new... Alright. It's like 30 quid. I forgot you play on PC, you can't get second hand games. No. I don't want second hand games. I want to buy my games when they come out. Do you, do you, oh, so you <laughs> buy on Steam? Yeah. Do you understand, like, I find it weird. I've got a friend who doesn't buy downloadable games, don't buy digital games on the Xbox One. He only buys. My mate Dave won't even go on the internet. Like, he won't even put his name in on his PlayStation 3. Yeah, but your mate Dave also has 30 centimetre long fingernails, doesn't shave, and calls himself Howard Hawks. Call himself bit. Howard Hawks. Hudson Hawk? Hudson Hawk? Why would he do that? Bruce Willis. Uh. <laughs> Under the boardwalk. No. We'll be having the... But what it is, yep. a bit expensive, I think, for the sliver of content it actually has. There's not a lot there. It's really just recycling the same section over and over again. Um, there's different challenges. You can, there's little hidden things in there you can do. There's little side missions that you can uncover, but it's all kind of... It's not a full game. It's a demo. No. Yeah. For what it is, it's kind of... The driving mechanics are yeah. fucking If it was like awesome. 10 quid when it came out, I'd probably say it'd be fine. I haven't done any driving. I haven't bothered. It was 40 quid when it came out on the Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, on, on disc format, wasn't it? It was yeah. cheaper to download it. But it's still 30. Yeah. The fuck? 
1899 on Steam. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to play it because Phantom Pain's release date's been given now. And yeah. September 1st on console, September 15th on PC. So I need to it wait It looks really good weeks. as well. Yeah. Really good. And Ground Zero runs really well on my PC. Um, I was, I've was i had a weird frame rate problem at first when I was trying it. Oh, is that during the cutscene or during where you're going down? No, I was using the binoculars and it all just went all really slow. Yeah, you know why that is? Why? Because it's trying to generate the image that you're getting from the binoculars, mm. but it's also still running those real-time elements like lighting. Like, it only happened once or twice. But then I'd run... Um, Went onto my NVIDIA and went, what's the recommended settings it says for this? And I'd put everything, I'd put some stuff on medium and I was searching, it said everything on extra high. I'm like, all right, try that and it's been fine. Hmm. Pay on extra high, it's been looking really nice. Really yeah. nice running game. But I'm looking forward to playing Phantom Pain because I do work proper Metal Gear Solid I love game. the look of the hand. The robot hand. Yeah. Oh, you get one into the box, don't you? In a special edition, don't you? Yeah. I'm not buying a special edition. I'm not going to fall for this nonsense. Don't pre-order games. Don't buy special editions. I pre-order games because I get them for £35. <sighs> It's fifteen pound cheaper than buying them digitally. But don't pre-order special edition nonsense. Big oh no, no, I didn't do that. No. No. Don't don't <laughs> enable them with this nonsense. Look, right. If you got a five pound piece of plastic and you ask me for fifty quid, I'm not falling for that trick. I guess. No. Did EA think that you should pay fifty five quid for a download? Yeah, I also I also hate the <laughs> fact that that um, is it EA that does Battlefield. Yeah. Yeah, they feel the need to charge me thirty five pound for a service called Premium. And then also offer me the option to buy more battle packs. I really don't understand what's happening it's free there. Free to like, play mechanics in your premium game. Yeah, like why are you giving someone the option to pay money to be better than you when there are people trying to play the game and trying to get better? You're hindering by offering. I the never option. got like um, people wanting to skip getting the unlocks. I know it's probably they got want to save time, but thing is in Battlefield it's kind of balanced in a way where you don't really need the unlocks. They're kind of there just to give you alternatives. It's more just like they tier them so you get better with a weapon and then they give you a weapon that's maybe worse in stability so that you can get better at handling a weapon that's yeah. worse in stability. And that overall puts your your accuracy up. It, it benefits you. It I'm not very good at Battlefield when I worked on Bad Company, man. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm good. really good at Battlefield 4 now. It got to the point I remember when playing with um, Luke and we are playing Battlefield Bad Company online and he was like, yeah, see how you can handle this. And I just run out to the battlefield and take out tanks from my drill. And he's like, what? Like, I'm like, yeah, I can handle this, no troubles. And then I'm taking out helicopters with the laser designator because it's impossible to lock onto a helicopter. Yeah. So you just lock onto a turret that's down on the ground hmm. and then just guide the missile into the helicopter nice. and confuse the fuck out of the people flying it. I like that. Yeah. I don't think you can do that on four. No, you don't have laser designators anymore, do you? No. You have something different. But the laser designator would, um, whatever you targeted, it would set off an alarm on that. So if you target a gun turret on the floor, the helicopter doesn't get alerted that there's a laser designator rocket shooting towards it. You've got Battlefield 3, haven't you? Yeah. Have you played Battlefield 4? No. I'm really perplexed that my friends said that they think the Battlefield 4 is better. Hmm. Because Battlefield 3 worked, day one, worked, fine. Yeah. It ran, everything worked, you could play online, you could play with your friends, you were in a party with people that you knew, you didn't have any trouble. I had trouble, I remember originally they had some really dumb nonsense with the servers on, PC, on the um, Xbox version, I think. Possibly. Um, yeah. But Battlefield 4, so many issues, and there's still issues going on. I still get rubber banding. I still get texture popping. Yeah. I still get issues with servers. Is that on the P- Xbox One version? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get so many issues when me and my friend are playing a game. We're in a party. Hmm. We're in the lobby. We're, there's enough room for us in one team, but they put us on separate teams. It just doesn't make any sense. And there's my friend saying that it's a better game, but there are so many issues, and there are ongoing issues. This game's been out for almost a year and a half now, and yeah. it doesn't work. No. They're going to have another Battlefield sooner or later, aren't and they? And there's another Battlefield coming out Star Wars in a Battlefront, week or which two. is going to be like friggin- two weeks. No, oh, Hardline doesn't count. Out. Doesn't count. Do you not think so? I don't want to play a game that glorifies the militarization of police. 
I'm going to get my SJW hat out there. I think it's kind of messed up. I, I want to play a game in which, you know, Visceral Entertainment do something because I want them to release Dead Space 4. And they're not going to get the, they're not going to get the backing to do that. So they, they deserve do... Dead Space 4 after the third one. It wasn't their fault. <laughs> Dead Space 3 was, a, was an incredible... You realise what, what's happening with Visceral right now in the EA cycle? What? One of two things. They make a Battlefield Hardline game. If it sells better than Battlefield 4, they will get the Battlefield licence and dice will shut. If they doesn't sell very well, Visceral will get closed. I guarantee this will be probably. There's a good chance this will be closed two weeks after Battlefield Hardline's release. I reckon Battlefield Hardline's going to do better than Battlefield 4. Might do, maybe. Probably not. Everyone's waiting for um, Battlefront, aren't they? Star Wars? No, they're not. Because that's, that's not being released this year. That's being released next yeah, year. It'll be a long time. It's DICE making a Star Wars Battlefront game. Yeah, but DICE made Battlefield 4, and that was fucking shockingly mm. broken. Yeah. So you can imagine as soon as you get in there and you've got a lightsaber and your lightsaber flies 400 feet. I don't want to say anything like maybe hinting why, but Battlefield's kind of been struggling since Bad Company 2, after Bad Company 2. Every game since then has had troubles. And I'm not saying that this is why, but around the time that Bad Company 2 came out, they moved all the QA jobs to Romania. And I lost my job. So... This sounds bitter. This sounds bitter. Yeah, I'm not saying there's a direct correlation here. Yeah. But by the time Bad Company 2 was done, that was still being tested in the UK and Romania at the same time. Yeah. By the time Battlefield 3 comes on, no more UK testing. It's all Romania. Huh. So, weird that. Huh. Anyway, what's your last review? Um, I, can't, I, I thought I was reviewing something. <laughs> My last review is... Oh, I saw Simon Anstall live at the G Live last night. Oh, you poor man. It won't be, it won't be last night. It'll be the 6th. Of March 2015. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw someone else last night. It's actually really enjoyable. The guy that went on before him was a guy that did a terrible Norwegian accent and did jokes about being awkward. He was actually quite funny. I enjoyed it. it I it laughed. Dapper Lars, no. was it? No, no, no. No, because... I don't actually know who Dapper Lars is. I just know he's a twat. Oh, he's a bit of a fucking idiot. Um, but, um, yeah, then someone else came out and he's still doing the same shtick he was doing like not long ago. There's a bit of melancholy to it, but he's very open. I quite like him because I used to watch him when he was on like that Channel 4 music thing that was on in the morning. Pop World? Yeah. Um, Pop World, yes. Bloody hell. There's a club near here called Pop World, isn't there? There One is. The girls I've been like, there many times. Yeah, a girl I work with was working there at the weekend. Is she? Is she good looking? Very. <laughs> I think that's why she got the job. I, I kept laughing. I was like, seriously, it's called Pop World. Yeah. But, um, you sound like an old man when you say yeah, that. Yeah, squint and everything. You're like, yeah. that joke. Like, you ever seen about squinty eyes? But, friggin'. All right, racist. <laughs> Simon uh, Anstel, like then, I was always like, oh, he's just this annoying, know it all twat type yeah. looking guy. But then he took that know it all twatishness and made that the funny part of him. Mm. And his, his stand up's really good. Yeah, his stand up, it was really, really good. It was a bit of a surprise to go. I wasn't expecting to. Ghosty stand-up comedy. My girlfriend arranged it. And we went, um, and it's it's really weird. It's it's not like um, it's not an outward perception of the world. It's not like stand-up comedy that I'm used to. It's not like your Bill Hicks or your Richard Pryor, your your mm. Chris Rock or Eddie Murphy, or you know anyone like that. Really, Louis C.K. These days, Louis is kind C.K. Of is really good. Yeah, George Carlin. It's not like any of those people. It's all inward. So it's not what you see. It's what you are. And he is very, very aware of himself and very aware of his family and he applies that to a way... Sorry, he applies that to words and he applies that to situations that mean that you can openly understand what he's saying and not have to, you know, be stuck in an endless line of references. I mean, we've been talking about fucking Manimal. There's going to be at least fucking uh, a billion people out there that don't understand what the fuck Manimal is. They'll have to YouTube Manimal after they YouTube this. YouTube... And, um, kids and these days with their Pac-Man YouTube. video games and their Dan Fogelbergs. Um, 
but it, yeah, it made a lot of sense. It was really funny. I really enjoyed it. I'd recommend seeing him live. Um, one thing that was a bit ruined was uh, the Q&A afterwards. People weren't really asking questions. I was kind of tempted to ask him a question, but they were just referencing stuff he had already made jokes about. And then people were laughing because they heard that thing they heard earlier again. That's comedy now. Did you not know this? This no. is how comedy works. And then You're one... saying the thing, and then you laugh because you remember the thing. One fucking person jumped up to it and said, like, she was like, ah... Yeah, why did you kill my friend? And he went, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me? Yeah, why did you kill my friend in her dreams? And, like, she clearly expected a laugh, but there was just silence. And Simon Amster went, maybe she's anti-Semitic. And then everybody started laughing. He handled <laughs> it incredibly well, but it just it didn't have that same air of dignity as the rest of the show. You can almost feel like... Do you like... think afterwards he remembered that moment and he cried <laughs> a little bit? In his, in his head he went, he went, he went, oh, yes, Guildford, that's a place with the inbred people and they have Never dreams. Never coming back. They have dreams about me killing their friends. No, wait, their friend had a dream about me killing them. Oh, God, this is all getting confusing. I'm now Freddy Krueger of the of the, the, the Hebrew, Hebrew gays. Hmm. <laughs> I'm the Freddy Krueger of Hebrew gay people. This Hebrew gays? Hebrew gays. <laughs> It sounds like a perfume. <laughs> it sounds like Hebrew a nightclub. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just gold and satin everywhere. Mm. Gold trim and satin. Um, Fabulous. But no, uh, it was really, really good. Really entertaining. I mean, apart from that blight at the end, that was just... And he took a little while to come out, but I mean, what's a, what's a what, show... What, he came out? What's a show if there's not a little little suspense to it? But it was... Um, I really enjoyed it. It was really, really good. I've been lot, to stand up for ages, man. A lot better than I was expecting it to be. Well, I've seen a few, but I've mostly seen them in like sort of festival environments. I've seen Bill Bailey twice and Harry I've seen Hill. Bill Bailey once. <laughs> My problem with Bill Bailey is that he relies too much on the fact that he is now Bill Bailey. Yeah, it's all like it's all like, oh, look at me! I know German. Let me sing a song in German. You don't like the song. I don't like the song. I hate myself. <laughs> He's um, developed into uh... a lot of um, dad humor now. Yeah, which I can kind of, I can kind of appreciate dad humor. <laughs> Well, see, people. The problem with the problem with Bill Bailey, he's a very specific crowd of people. Is the same people as Ross Noble. Yeah, Ross Noble's brilliant. Ross Noble is still fantastic. There's not one show that you can watch and you're like, oh, I've seen this. Is every show different? Yeah, this is it makes like it up. The Evans. Yeah. Uh, but Bill Bailey, it's like, oh, I heard this joke six times on your DVD collection that mm. was given for Christmas. Michael McIntyre's the fucking worst, though. The other day I was walking home. You can get to Michael McIntyre in a second. The other day I was walking home and the moon was out during the day and the sun was there yeah. and I just couldn't help but think of the time I went to see Bill Bailey he was going on about someone who was on some reality show asking what happens to the sun when it turns into the moon at night and he's Holy like shit. how can you think that happens when for six months of the year the sun and the moon are in the sky at the same time <laughs> that's fucking retarded Michael McIntyre's terrible yeah Michael McIntyre the thing that that I don't understand people that like comedy in which a middle class person tells you you're fucking awful, flops their hair about, and then you giggle. He's like, well, I've ever been a waitress. waitress. You see, the bread and waitress is much different from the bread and sandwich. I had the bread and sandwich. I was like, oh, this is stodgy, floppy hair, floppy hair. And then I went over to waitress and I was like, oh, this is bread because I can put butter on it. And I put butter on it and it doesn't fall apart. It doesn't break apart in my hand. I'm not eating a sandwich that looks like dystopian future. Wait, did he just steal the joke from Spinal Tap with the small bread? I don't know. I, I, I like, didn't even know. No, I just made this up. This no. was me ad libbing. Because in Spinal right. Tap, they have is this, is this ripping someone off? Yeah, the tiny bread. I can't quite I can't fold it. it. Yeah. I can't fold it. I can't put the cheese inside. Do you know what? the best joke of the Spinal Tap? The whole bread thing. It's on the deleted scenes where they go to the zoo and they're looking at the monkeys. Like, what do the monkeys eat in the wild? It's all the same stuff we do, really. You know, like <laughs> bananas, bread. Obviously, it's not sliced. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the That's great. funniest fucking no, lines. It's fucking awesome. 
Um, but yeah, no, I just um, I really enjoyed it. Simon, someone else was someone that I'd, I'd happily see again, again along with people like Ross Noble. But I don't feel like um, comedy comedy today is the same. Like Lee Evans was funny at the time because he was a workman's comedy. He was like he was like Billy uh, Billy Billy Colony. Billy Connolly is the same sort of thing. He's a very relatable human being. He's someone who... But when Michael McIntyre comes out and he's got a fringe that's waving left and right, people are like, oh, he's got such a silly fringe. He's got such a silly fringe. <laughs> I may be poor, but he's got such a silly fringe. I'm Do so you think maybe he appeals to a part of the world that we don't understand? You know how people really, really Essex. like Peter Kay? Essex. <laughs> Essex. You, that we don't understand. Chelsea. <laughs> but, like, we don't have any relation there. Like with Peter Kay, where like they're humans. Like with Peter Kay, they live in houses. Peter Kay's doing comedy that mocks like his culture, is where he's from. No, we get it. But when he's doing his humour about a joke that's like a five-minute joke about biscuits, and it's like it's it's bingo hall humour. Yes and no. The problem is that like you know the pub landlord, Al Murray. Al Murray, legend. Loads of people go see Al Murray live, and they understand that he makes jokes about stuff like in Germany. He's basically UKIP the comedy routine. He's not though, because he's not racist. No, but he's like the embodiment of a UKIP. Yeah, he's what UKIP. He's he's like if UKIP could have a poster boy, they'd get Al Murray. They'd be like, you should be like this guy. He's competing against them, (laughs) but but you shouldn't sound like him, and you shouldn't be intelligent like him. You should just look like him. Yeah, he's a very intelligent. guy. He's incredibly intelligent guy, and he's so fucking funny. And he's funny, and he tells jokes. He's like, he's like. Hey, have you ever listened to German? Have you ever listened to German and I love you? You say I love you in English, it's like I love you. And you say I love you in French, it's like your thought. And you say I love you in German, eek! And he like he does that whole routine about languages and it's fucking great. Ich liebe es. Yeah, and he and he has a woman come up on stage and he runs towards it, he pelts towards her and he stops and he says in German I love you and it still sounds it just sounds aggressive and terrifying <laughs> and he just makes his points brilliantly and then Michael McIntyre comes out and goes he goes my son my son the other day he said something about Jews <laughs> Jews <laughs> as if they're the same as us <laughs> like that like a prick just like an idiot steals like, jokes as well yeah just. Like, did you ever see that Comedy Central advert where it was... Um... Yeah, and it just had the jokes. It, it basically yeah. it, it had had polarised segments from, like, fucking Michael, Michael McIntyre. McIntyre. One person doing a joke, and yeah, Michael but... McIntyre copied it. Hmm. And they clearly did it in the 90s. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, no, I just fucking hate it. Just hate it. There are other people that I really like, though. I mean, like, people like Sean Locke, I really like. He's He is basically... Like, just going, I don't know why I'm a comedian. I'm funny because I think you're all cunts. <laughs> and then you've got people like um, Frankie Boyle. Frankie I, Boyle is one I of the most... I can't get on with Frankie Boyle. He is one of the most bitingly honest people, though. And that's what makes him great, because I really like people that, that come from a place of honesty. Because you can understand honesty. You can't understand hmm. someone talking about Waitrose and how the parking's shit. But you can understand about someone going, someone going, oh, the thing you saw on TV. Well, that bag of dicks. Look at it. War. Why don't you just fucking go? I think the best comic in Britain these days for me is Stuart Lee. Friggin' I, I like Stuart Lee a lot. His craftsmanship's but incredible. The problem is that Stuart Lee is really, really long setups mm. and then the joke. He did a ten it, minute joke for one like the David Cameron story yeah, is legendary. It makes me it makes me laugh. It really makes me laugh. But if I was to watch that if I was to watch different sets of that, I wouldn't feel like I was watching comedy. Yeah. I'd feel like I was watching someone who's far too intelligent to be doing exactly that. Mm. They should be doing more. And then demanding more of them kind of negates the point of watching a comedy show, and then I feel like a prick, and then I just, it, it's an, I'm a self hating person. That's the problem. But anyway, that's, uh, yeah, Simon Amstel, I would highly recommend it. I mean, I wouldn't give it a personal rating because he is already a celebrity, he is already a figure. I would it's say a bit that Simon Amstel. It can, it can have a Simon Amstel. Yeah. 
you remember him on Pop One, you remember on Never Mind the Buzzcocks, kind of nice to see him in person. So, he was yeah, amazing no. on Never Mind the Buzzcocks. He was great on Never Mind the Buzzcocks. He yeah. hated people. Um, <laughs> maybe I just like comedians that hate everyone. Yeah. 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 Okay, but that's uh, that's the end of Crit Apocalypse episode twelve. I felt like we had more energy. That was the biggest worry yeah, about us. It's about 20 minutes longer than last week, last episode. Exactly, because we've got so much energy. Yeah, we're we still burning off energy. Detected. We're drinking a fuck all yeah. over the place now. I drank all my Jack Daniels, Tennessee whiskey and cola. I've drunk free Alfie Premium Mixed Vodka, Lime and Lemonade. Yeah. I like to think that the cola in this is um, leftover panda cola from where they shut the factory down. I like to think that I've got two more of these in the fridge. Yes. <laughs> Good night!